over Broadway. Back again for another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Back, back, back again. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's a voice. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was originally I going it. for a Minnesota accent, and then I got lost. I liked it. It was it's Thank fine. You. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Connor, do we have any biz? Um, no. <laughs> no. No, because nothing is happening. <laughs> nothing Our has. lives are hell, and we are stuck at home still. This this episode is going to be banked, but at at this moment, um, the GameStop has taken over the stock market. We're, so truly, we're truly dating this podcast to... episode by saying this is most likely going to drop sometime in March, mm-hmm. probably around like the one year anniversary mm-hmm. of everybody mm-hmm. quarantining. Yeah, so I'm just you know, reminding everyone fun. of all the fun we had before yeah. the, before the crash market, uh, before the stock market crashed, and we all and we all were standing outside wearing barrels for suits, and that's yeah. happening for that's happening four weeks from now. Hello. Your barrel looks incredible. I hope you haven't had to sell your phone yeah, for food yeah. yet. Oh, well, the water wars have begun. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, okay. Oh my god, that reminds me. Have you watched have you watched the um uh Fran Lebowitz on Netflix yet? I watched one Oh, that was an eye roll. Uh, I watched one episode of the Fran Lebowitz thing on Netflix and I was like that's enough for me, I think. Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but um, I don't need an old woman to shout about texting for uh, thirty minutes. I have other things in my life she, that I could be doing. She doesn't talk about texting the entire time. That's good. It's only in that first episode. Okay, but I, she does complain a lot about New York City transit, which I think you would like. That's true. I would like that. Um, yeah, I. But she has a bit about um, like the water wars. Oh, uh, good. Which is why it paint my, the light in my head turned on. <laughs> <laughs> the connection. All right, let's just dive into the show this week. I'm actually very excited to chat about it. I am too. We are doing Be More Chill this week. The iconic. <laughs> the Be iconic flop. <laughs> the iconic flop that Ben Brantley hated. And, Enemy of the podcast. Enemy ben of the pod. Yeah, Ben Brantley. <laughs> uh, Connor, please do hit us with some facts and figs. Connor, hit us with some facts and figs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Be More Chill is a book, has a book by Joe Traz with music and lyrics by the one and only Joe Iconis. You should change Joe the to Iconis. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's based on the book Be More Chill that was released in 2004 by Ned Vizzini. Um, he is also the author of the um, other very popular young adult novel. Um, uh, oh, it's kind my of God. a funny story. It's kind of a funny story. We yeah. literally talked about that earlier. We did. Um, it originally was ap- appeared as a regional production in New Jersey in May of 2015, and it ran until June of 2015. It got panned by critics, um, and the show basically stopped <laughs> until um, it was basically like revived again by a like um, Tumblr and um, Twitter and mm-hmm. a, like Youth. the internet, essentially YouTube, and it was 
brought to off-Broadway in August of 2018 and ran until September of 2018. And then, like, it's closing night, they announced that they were transferring to Broadway, which they transferred to Broadway on March 19th, and then um, they closed the same year on in August 19th um, with only 117 performances. It was orig- then going to transfer to London, it opened February of last year, and then <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> COVID hit, and they ended up canceling all of their performances, and Real. who knows if they will be back. I think they were also supposed to do a Chicago sit-down, but I don't know if that fully panned out. Um, the off-Broadway well, it production... certainly did pan out. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, the off-Broadway production was nominated for four Lucille Lortels and only won one. I think it was George Salazar won one for like outstanding actor um it was nominated for one tony in the 2019 tonys did not win it it was nominated for eight drama desks um didn't win any and it was nominated for nine or four outer critics circle awards (laughs) and did not win any and Losing my mind over here. That's all right. Uh, and just a quick synopsis. Quick synopsis. Be More Chill is the story of Jeremy here, an average nothing special teenager at Middleborough High in nothing special New Jersey, until he finds out about the squip. Thus begins a journey pitting Jeremy's desire to be popular against his struggle to remain true to his authentic self. <laughs> I, full disclosure, for my yeah. for our viewers who deserve full disclosure, uh, I did love this book. I read it in 2004, which I was like, yeah, you know, like f- 10 years ago, 2004. No, no. much closer to 20 years than it is. Yeah. <laughs> sad <laughs> for me. Sad. Um, sad. And I, I loved this book. I liked, I really enjoyed Ned Vizzini's bo- both of yeah. those books. Um, so it's kind of a funny story is about, it's based on him going to a mental yes, institute, a mental hospital, in a, in a mental hospital. And I thought that's what this was. I'm like, oh yeah, be more chill. The book about the mental is. I was like, wait, hold on, the mental hospital. Like that can't be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> how did they make a musical about that? But then I remember, I forgot about the brain pill. They made it into a movie. Yeah, I forgot they did Limitless, but for kids. That's the book. Yeah. <laughs> That's the book. Limitless for kids. Limitless for kids. Um, I, um, it's kind of a funny story, was a very important book to me as a depressed teenager mm -hmm. in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a a foundational text, if you will. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) I never read Be More Chill, though. So I didn't didn't realize that he had written other books. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's kind of a funny story. It was also adapted into a movie with Emma Roberts. And then I remember that she was in it. I was like, okay. I think I didn't see it because she was in it. Like, I just do not care for Emma Roberts. But at the time, well, her only other credit was like Hotel for Dogs or whatever. So yeah, she was. That was like in the middle of her like transition from like um, like Nickelodeon star to she was like on Nick. Right? What was she in? I think she. I have no idea. She was. Oh wait, hold on. Wasn't she in Drake and Josh? She was in Drake and Josh. No. I think yeah. she was in Nancy Drew. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, she was. She was in Nancy Drew, yeah. but I didn't watch Nancy oh. Drew. <laughs> well, let's get it. Let's get it fucking clear, y'all. Don't get it. Fucking Don't get twisted. it twisted. Connor has not, nor will he ever watch Nancy Never. Drew. He's a hardy boy, and that's it. Never. She was on the show Unfabulous, that's which is it. one that I watched. A okay. Lot. 
And how was that? Uh, but she, like, this, but this, I don't, I don't fully remember. It was not nearly as iconic as Victorious, which is an amazing Nickelodeon TV show. So, but like, yes, it's kind of a funny story. It was like right in between her transition from like Nickelodeon child star to mm-hmm. um, screaming at the servants in every single Ryan Murphy TV show that's ever existed. <laughs> screaming at the servants is that's like her entire character she plays in a ryan murphy show yeah has servants and she just screams at them that's she is she's a very good actress if you want somebody to play like a mean sorority girl yeah someone who does a really good pressed lip yes (laughs) i can't i can't do it uh that's why i'm not emma roberts and also julia roberts isn't my cousin so both of those reasons are why i'm not emma roberts (laughs) or my aunt what is she not cousin aunt I think I think aunt. something like that. All right. Let's get back oh. to the show at hand, which is be more chill and is actually not about any of the things we just discussed. Not at all. <laughs> we're doing another high school show. I told Mitch we were going to do this. And he's like, it's another high school one. And then I was like, do we do a lot of those? He's like, well, you do kind of a lot. I'm like, well, we really like to talk about high school. So we really like to talk it. about high school. Mitch, if you didn't realize we're unpacking a lot of things. About <laughs> we our have own to deal with our traumas. <laughs> please we, we can't afford therapy we can't afford it we've spent it all it's on these pop filters <laughs> i spent my trump bucks on pop filters instead of antidepressants um it's that what he would have wanted exactly <laughs> that's that's staying on the grind baby that's his you last mean, wish that's hustle <laughs> That's also culture. <laughs> hustle culture. You take that $600, you put it into a podcast, and then you don't market it because you're bad at internet marketing. And that's how you make money. <laughs> uh, all right. So Be More Chill, High School Musical. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, um, I My very first note was that about the intro song mm-hmm. is very sci-fi and mm-hmm. i was like oh i bet meryl hated this <laughs> and spoiler alert i loved it uh which <laughs> surprised even me and then we found a <clears throat> leg on the internet of the show right. and so did you watch it i ended up not being able to watch it i watched a little bits and pieces um okay. of the song so i watched most of the first bit not most of the first bit i watched all the way up through the first two songs and okay. then uh i watched michael in the bathroom because i wanted to see how that was staged of course um but there's a theremin <laughs> on stage at the yes. very beginning and i was like oh hell yeah i fuck with the theremin i like it it goes with the spooky sci-fi it's also, yeah. it is sci-fi technically i think yeah, um, it is uh, it works and it like leans into the because like you and i talked about this earlier today um how goofy the show is mm-hmm. a theremin is just like a goofy thing that makes a weird funny noise yes and it kind of like it like primes you for like the goofiness of Mm -hmm. the show yeah absolutely i really want to commend this show for so the book was written in 2004 and it is very 2004 very 2004 Um, and i felt like this musical did a really nice job of sticking to that there were things that jarred loose things that i had repressed like how everyone called each other and things that they did pimp like oh that's pimp yeah what up pimp like that's psychotic we were a bunch of farmers in montgomery city missouri we should not have been calling each other pimp that's bananas right i know i like i when that line popped up in the opening number i kind of like had to pause the song and process that (laughs) 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. So insane. Um, but I really, I like, it's, it's really fun. The opening number was great. I listened to the, to the, um, cast recording like three times today yeah. and, uh, it's a great opening number. I l- listen, if you open your musical that you paid millions of dollars to get on Broadway with a kid jerking off joke, you got yes. me. I'm in. <laughs> We're in. We buy in completely. Hook, line, sinker, baby. Um, and that was also staged very funny. Uh, yeah. It is incredible to think that today's 13-year-olds have seen more tits than their grandparents like ever will in their whole life. Sure. That's a fact that I think we all need to think about and just live mm-hmm. with and know that that's just the that's the world our children are growing up in unlimited boobs yeah well is that true because i mean times square used to have like porno theaters that people would just go to (laughs) now that's true now that is true maybe not new york city kids (laughs) (laughs) but i still mean i mean even in a porno flick like that's still you know maybe like 20 pairs of boobs over an hour and a half sure that's a ratio you can fucking demolish on the on the internet All you gotta do is like sign you up. You can see for, twenty like, pairs of tits in a minute if you write watch the right minute. compilations. <laughs> Scrolling through the thumbnails, you'll get there faster. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think we also need to think about that. Yeah. Anyway, this kid talks about jerking off and how he can't, and so he's gonna be uncomfortable all day. Just like it's such boy, yeah, brain of just like, oh my days fucking ruined because my I got all these sperms in my balls. Like you fucking like, man, chill. Like, I feel like cause I feel like a lot of the high school shows we've been focusing on have um, female protagonists, mm-hmm. and like now that we have a male protagonist, I'm like, oh I'm yeah, get gross. This is exactly <laughs> what it was like, like just masturbating all the time. You smelled disgusting. disgusting. I think I showered maybe once a week. <laughs> like <laughs> just fucking not right it's just like that is what teenage boys are like it's fucking disgusting cheetos in your braces disgusting oh god yes and finally i get some representation (laughs) finally finally i'm on stage i see myself on stage i see myself on stage thank you Um, let's let's face it we're never gonna get a love simon musical so i never have (laughs) options of seeing myself on a high school show this is what I have. This is who this is who I can look to. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Jeremy is a high school junior uh, and social outcast living with his recently divorced dad who works from home and doesn't wear pants. This is a plot point <laughs> that makes me laugh because we're all working from home now and none of us, are, none wearing of us pants. are wearing pants. So who's laughing now, Jer? <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew. Um at school he gets bullied by a set like an overnight popular student rich who continues who constantly makes gay jokes about jeremy and his best friend and i know that might seem like overkill but again i do want to like emphasize the 2004-ness of it literally my one of the funniest jokes is in that at least in the recording that you can get mm-hmm. is in that opening number when he signs the cast list mm-hmm. and someone like immediately screams gay, gay! <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then there's like a bunch of chatter and like the last voice is, I like gay people. I like gay people. I just, I just need us all to go back to 2004 and understand that that was the culture. It's not right. It's not good, but it's what... It's what it was. This is, well, you could still say the R word back then. I mean, like, that, uh, I mean, it was the Wild West, baby. You could do whatever truly, you fucking wanted. Truly. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just trying no. to give context to the musical. We have so come I appreciate a long that. way in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been in high school lately, but I can't imagine that that's changed much other than I don't think people shout gay anymore, but maybe they do. Yeah. It was it was like a, it was a joke, not a insults right. i don't it I was an insult but if, you know if tiktok is an any indication i feel like if somebody in this high school now shouts gay like all of the students sit down for 30 minutes and talk about how gay <laughs> is a slur and how we shouldn't be using it and here's a bunch of other terms that we can use instead like they have a dialogue uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that last like a like a full Soc- socratic dialogue yeah yeah i just feel like you know it's it's uh it's maybe just not i don't know it's hard to explain but that that's what it was everyone did i really love the gag of writing boyf and rind on their um backpacks because it's such an odd place to chop the word but i guess it makes sense because it would look dumb to walk around with your backpack that just said boy and your backpack that said friend but that would make me laugh a lot more frankly like why does your backpack say boy on it (laughs) (laughs) so that's more than survive which is a bop. Oh, it's a bop. It's a jam. I love all the songs in this show. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm super into them. Yes, I like. So before we decided that we were going to cover this show, um, I knew that it had gotten like mixed reviews in the press and that it had kind of flopped on uh, its Broadway run and that kind of thing. Um, and I had only ever heard Michael in the bathroom before um, because like it was the like kind of the breakout number mm-hmm. of the show. So, like, when I was, like, getting ready to, like, do prep for the show, I was like, oh, Michael in the Bathroom is going to be the only number that matters. <laughs> Didn't help that I texted wrong. you, tell me why so I'm singing wrong. Michael in the Bathroom over and over again. <laughs> Correct. But I was so wrong because, like, so much of this music is so fun. And, like, Joe Iconis does a really great job of kind of, like, spanning genres where, like, it gets a little rocky, it mm-hmm. gets kind of pop in there, um, and that, but he's also still able to, like, keep it within the like musical theater realm mm-hmm. and it's it's he does it really well um and i think that the music works to like amp up the goofiness and the weirdness of mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. yes i i don't know why the lyrics of this show work for me when generally i find that sometimes lyrics like this put me off of a show yeah i was gonna say because usually like the lyrics in the show are so simple mm-hmm. And, like, not very, like, lyrically complex. It's right. not a very lyrically complex show. That's true. Well, you know I love ALW, so it's uh, not like I, we had a hard, a high bar. <laughs> but, but, I mean, sometimes the jokes or the, the, the rhyme, I guess, of it, normally that kind of stuff would put me off. But for yeah. some reason in this show, I was just, like, fully on board. Uh, yeah, I totally feel you. I love the little Christine theme yeah it's really fun and also just i guess it's now almost a rule that girls named christine love the theater it's phantom yes. of the opera it's be more chill phantom we're basically to a rule. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i want a mashup of of uh jeremy's christine with 
the Phantoms, Christine. Yeah. A Christine off. Yeah. I the thing that I really liked because um I was able to watch the opening number. Um there was uh on the wag. And um the uh I really like that they kind of didn't make Christine this like super popular girl and like she was like the completely unattainable person um for him to be her like for her to be his love interest Mm -hmm. i like that she was still kind of like a nerd but she was just not nearly as nerdy as he was yes she's a theater nerd yeah and she seems like kind of cool with the popular crowd but not like a total popular girl yeah i would say not to brag or okay. claim I'm the main character, but I would say I, I was mean, a Christine type. Okay. Like, I had popular friends, but I certainly was not popular. Like those people yeah. were not calling me to hang out on the weekend. I just no, happened to be friends with popular You were people. in the orbit of yes. the popular kids. Yes. Yes. I mean, I was legitimately friends with popular people, but it did not make me popular by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And I also did theater. So I think I feel I feel um, a connection with this character. Yeah. So um, if there are any casting directors listening to this show (laughs) and you need a Christine type. I will do a sit down in Chicago. I am tech avail. Thank you so much. Call my call my agent. Yes. I need to get an agent. So if you're an agent, call me. <laughs> oh my god. I really like Christine's song after um the her the cause she sings the second song like I love play I rehearsal. Love play rehearsal. That so song is number one, amazing. But yeah, number two, it. cutting. That is an absolute an attack on our people. <laughs> of high school theater kids yes yes it was good it was so fun and stupid oh it's so stupid i love yeah. it i think that i like i know that um i uh a couple of beck's friends i spoke to um they like came to see the run of the show and they said that they were a little disappointed when they saw it but um maybe this is just uh because we haven't seen live theater in a while but like from what i saw from like what i could find on the internet and that kind of thing like the show is so stupid and they lean into it and i really love that yeah (laughs) and it makes me happy yeah i feel like where um the prom is so earnest and so um the tongue-in-cheek part part or the weird part is not the high school part you know high school players are are not the interesting ones being made fun of and that where that failed this succeeds because it's not earnest at all it absolutely is making fun of itself it leans all the fucking way in right and is just so shitty and high schooly and like over the top i love it right because like the thing is is that like high schoolers talk like that high schoolers talk like idiots yes they're so stupid their brains are like half made exactly like we all fucking did it like we were all idiots in high school everything was high drama Mm -hmm. and nothing made sense Mm -hmm. and this show is exactly that and that's why it works and ben brantley in his review was like (laughs) nobody under 21 would like this and i was like and i'm sitting here like oh my god thank you so much ben brantley i am very young Uh, apparently, apparently we are now high schoolers because we liked the show. That's right. Well, okay, so I did have um two 
two people in my DMs uh, okay. today because I posted a screenshot from the <clears throat> leg. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, no, we hated this show. We saw it together. It sucked so much. We like we suffered through it, but then had to leave, like ran out of the theater, basically. Oh I was like, God. oh, my God, I loved it. I can't believe that, you know. And um, they like at one point it came up like hordes of high school students had come to see this show. So the audience oh, was very, very young. And I guess they were singing along with it, like full volume, like sing, like, girl. It's not a concert. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Be More Chill was the uh, bat out of hell of its day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, these children did not go to the University of Michigan, Michigan to get their BFAs to hear you sing, Tina. No. <laughs> that is not how you act in a theater. And I know all of those kids were theater kids. Do you do that at your high school production? Would you like that? No, this isn't no. a run of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Shut up. You didn't bring a wig. You don't get to sing. <laughs> they didn't laugh you, bitch. It's not your turn. What if that was the rule of Broadway theater? <laughs> if you brought a wig, you if go you on stage. you brought a wig, you were allowed to sing. BYO dub, and that's my policy as well. <laughs> I just think the younger generation, and I hate to go full Statler and Waldorf here. <laughs> BYO dub is... <laughs> Give me my new life motto as well. Let's get matching tats. (laughs) I hate to be this person, but I do think that there is some element of needing to teach theater etiquette to the children. The you know teach the children because it's you know you don't sing along. It's not it's not for singing along. So don't don't do it. Don't do that. Be quiet. You can laugh and clap and and whistle. I guess I think after the song is over. So I don't know. I was watching this and there were a couple times where it was in the, well, I'm skipping ahead here, but I'm just going to do it. It was in the Michael in the bathroom song and there were like whoops at certain lines, obviously because people liked them, but it wasn't necessarily like a laugh line or really, I don't know. I just was a little like, he's in his groove. Shut up. Don't whoop. Like save your whoops for the end. Whoop at the end. Right. I don't know. That's just my... Please let me know. Tweet at us. Hashtag, where's your whoop? <laughs> when, your whoop? when do you whoop? <laughs> sure, I got that. So was the main, like, cons- like, was the main reason they didn't like the show because they were in that audience environment? Or did they have the, the person? They had the other qualms. Um, other qualms. Yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to the big one at the end. <laughs> but I will say <laughs> the turning point of the show, like what the show hinges on. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, upset them. <laughs> I thought it was insane and stupid and so funny. Um, oh, absolutely. Just ab- just fucking dumb as hell. Anyway, we'll get there. So yeah. that is I Love Play Rehearsal. Um, they talk about fucking a Midsummer Night's Dream is the school play. And guess what, baby? They're doing a post-apocalyptic future zombie. <laughs> future Dark Ages. It's, They're doing a future Dark Ages. It's simply not Shakespeare, Shakespeare if it's not post-apocalyptic future Dark Ages. <laughs> when I tell you this, this, okay, bold statement. This show does a better job of skewering theater people than the prom did. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. This is so fucking funny and shady and cutting. I think you said that earlier, but cutting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, literally, like, future Dark Ages. So funny. And then, like, like, later on in the show, 
um the the theater director is like you thought that i wanted to teach drama in a school in the middle of new jersey i'm going to broadway baby (laughs) do you think i wanted this any part of this do you think i wanted to be around you discussing high schoolers that are constantly masturbating do you know what you smell like (laughs) i didn't choose this life um okay so like all of the theater bits are just so good that mm-hmm. i just want to nib- i want to nibble on all of just them. a little chew uh yeah. during rehearsal one of the popular boys jake flirts with christine gasp uh <gasps> which Not makes jeremy jealous flirting. obviously and he sings about it. he's so sad more than survivor Reprieve. um <laughs> he's confronted in the bathroom by rich and Rich is like, guess what? I'm so popular and here's how I did it, which is not how popular kids no. act. Uh, but we find out that he did it by ingesting the squip, which is super quantum unit Intel processor. So this is a little computer in a little pill that un- little pill. sits in your brain and tells you what to do. Is it drugs? No, <laughs> it's from Japan. I. It's from Japan is... Perfect line. Perfect line. Perfect line. I love it. It makes me laugh so much. And what I like about this is that it's just a sitcom plot where one person Mm -hmm. goes on a date and has a little earpiece and then someone in a van is telling them what to say. But it's a computer that sits in your brain. (laughs) They were like, let's take out the earpiece and just go straight into the spinal cord, baby. Right. (laughs) Let's, Let's... uh, Avatar tail into the amygdala. Avatar tail. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, the blue people movie. Yes. <laughs> Not the blue Pocahontas. In fact, it was. Um, <laughs> and Rich is like, if you want to be cool like me, you should buy a squip. Yeah. Which, okay. All I right. love that these are just like available on the street. <laughs> yeah. You just like walk out and be like, hey, can I get one? Yeah. I don't remember how it happens in the show. I can't remember oh my a God. specific line. But... Why people think the vaccine has a microchip in it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Be More Chill has anti-vax to the country. Who will pay for this? <laughs> Joey Iconique. <laughs> Joey Iconique. <laughs> um, what I like is that he's like, yeah, you want to be cool like me? Of course you do. Here's how to do it. That's not how popular kids are. Popular kids no. are so mean. So mean. Maybe oh maybe so okay the other uh, in our Sweeney Todd episode we talked about super objective maybe <laughs> Rich's super objective is to get uh, Jeremy to suffer as much as he is suffering that's fair but also like aren't the squips trying to take over at the end so I feel like he's just like spread the word yes but at the at, at the house party and during Halloween. Which, like, is trying to turn his squip off. Yeah, he loses his damn mind. He loses his mind. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe this is him, like, calling for out for help. <laughs> this is his SOS. This is his SOS. Please. Um. So then Jeremy goes to play video games with Michael. Um, and th- he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking take the pill. Give me that pill. I right. To knowledge and all that. And um, this little duet between the two of them is really cute. I really the like two the two player line. game. 
Yeah, where they're like, guys like us are cool in college. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. (laughs) You had a really small window of being cool in college. (laughs) Like, so small. You better hope that you get into a really good dorm or maybe you can rush a frat, but you're not going to be cool in college. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, two-player game is cute. It's really fun and yeah dumb and two dudes playing video games is a really good i don't know it's like the billy elliot um expressing yourself song yeah and it's just like oh yeah you know when you're eight you fuck around and play play with each other play pretend play dress up and then when you know you're in high school you play fucking video games of course right. like and that's, that's how you have your like deep discussions yeah because, that's what like, boys you do you can't like open up to another guy because that's scary yeah you got to be so murdering women on a screen yeah. <laughs> in order to be vulnerable. And we've like, all man, been there. Man, this, this divorce with my parents is really screwing me up. <laughs> and then you like headshot some dude and yeah. your friend is like, man, that sucks, bro. <laughs> nice shot. Fuck, man. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really fucking sorry, bro. <laughs> That fucking blows, dude. That fucking blows, dude. That's, Do you want to get stoned? That's not pimp. <laughs> not pimp. Uh, so then they uh, go to the mall to buy the squip from a dealer from a dealer at Payless. Incredible detail. Every part of it, pitch perfect. I love it. No notes. <laughs> yeah. No notes. <laughs> Jeremy, as instructed, drinks it down with some Mountain Dew. Regular Mountain Dew, not a Baja, not a Baja Blast, not a Baja Blast. Just a regular old, no diet, no caffeine free, Mm. just a regs MD. You know, Mm -hmm. and Um, that was 2004 culture as well. And and Mountain Dew is 2004 culture, if I've ever heard. (laughs) Correct. It's 2004 culture, and also sometimes for me, Taco Bell Uh culture, and that's extremely Taco Bell culture. Yes. It's also Keaton Cruiser culture because Keaton Cruiser loves Mountain Dew. Okay, but in this, the year of our Lord 2021, he loved Mountain Dew. As far as I am still aware. No, we don't drink yellow sodas anymore. No, Goop didn't die for this. We don't drink yellow sodas. (laughs) This is not what she died for. Not the country (laughs) she she gave her life to. (laughs) It's not right. Um, it's not right. It's, it's not right. This Keaton, this is your intervention. He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> unless he's on it. Um, okay. So when the squib activates, it fuck his whole brain up, and he has yeah. a seizure in front of his crush. Not cool. Very uncool. Not um, popular. The squib in the guise of Keanu Reeves. Now, I will say, I didn't think the voice on the in the show sounded a lot like Keanu Reeves, but it was also singing. So. I also saw a little bit of the first number be- mm-hmm. on um, Be More Chill. There mm-hmm. was like there was a video of it on Broadway mm-hmm. and um, like for one of the promos. And he didn't look like Keanu Reeves. He, he, Reeves. he actually the guy playing him, the actor looked a lot like Andrew Randall. <laughs> like hair perfectly coiffed. He was wearing silver nice. instead of black. Okay. Um, for because like everywhere everywhere else I saw was like oh he's Keanu Reeves in the Matrix and I'm like. But he's not wearing like the black the, overcoat or anything like and that. And the little sunglasses. That's that's Keanu Reeves in the what outfit were they referencing Keanu Reeves in the Matrix? I don't know. 
no one's like, oh, I love that Sunday morning halfway through the movie outfit Keanu wears in The Matrix. No, he wears the little glasses and the big coat. That's Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. I do remember that from the book. I do remember that it was described as Keanu Reeves voice, which is very funny to me because as a youth, like I had no context for Keanu Reeves. And what movie would I have seen that he was in that would have been age appropriate for me? In 2004, literally nothing. I was 13. I I could barely watch PG-13 movies at that point. So You weren't watching The Matrix at like 11? I watched The Matrix for the first time as a fully grown woman last year and um, disappointed to say the least. Are you kidding? My cousin and I used to love watching. We used to watch The Matrix like literally every fucking like sleepover. Oh my God. Well, here's the thing. I didn't realize there would be so much like karate, <laughs> kung fu, yeah. martial arts. I didn't realize there was so much martial that's arts. The whole, that's the movie. That's it's I, the whole thing is you get to like float in the air and then. No, I thought the movie was like, really this is a meditation on existence and what it means to be alive. And well, it was actually about computer fighting and robot well, war. Actually, technically, it's about coming out as a trans person, but. <laughs> Technically, technically, the Wachowski sisters did come out as trans. Technically, they came out as trans, and you it you can put a trans lens on the movie. Yeah, but it yeah, and there's a lot of kung fu involved in that. And there's also a lot of kung fu involved. G- gender incites a lot of martial arts. It's a real. Apparently. It's a connection. No one knew. Um, Tweet at us how much karate are you doing, and, and do let us know. Um, we, we inquiring minds would like to know. <laughs> So once the squip is in Jeremy's brain, he's like, everything you do is terrible. You're bad. Repeat after me. You're terrible and you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, I didn't need to take a pill to have that happen. So. Right. Like that was just my everyday. Yeah, that's just my inner monologue. You suck and you're bad. Right. <laughs> um, but he's like, don't worry. I'll make you be better and suck less if you just trust me and listen to what I have to say. Um, right. And I think so. So this is exampled by the squip telling Jeremy to go buy an Eminem shirt again. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. <laughs> and Eminem is two thousand and four culture. Correct. <laughs> he is early two thousands culture. Yes, absolutely. That was when that was when Real Slim Shady came out, wasn't it? Like I'm sure, right like around two thousand two, something like that. I don't know. I got to be honest, not an Eminem stan. Inventor of the word stan, but that's not for me. Um, that is correct. You did invent that song. Yeah, Real Some Shady came out in like 2000. Like, wow. Eminem peaked in like. Oh, 2004 is, is very 2000. Eminem vibe. Um, yeah. So he's like, go to the store, buy this cool Eminem shirt. Remember when you went to the mall and saw your friends there? I mean, that never happened to me because our mall was very far away. But imagine if you lived in a town with a mall. Oh, hey, that that would be me. Oh, okay. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'd love to know because if <laughs> you went is, to the mall, you saw nobody you knew. <laughs> like literally, well, because like it would literally just be like a weekend and we'd be like, well, we don't have anything to do. Do so you guys want to go to the mall? And then we'd walk around. We'd like sit in Hot Topic for like an hour. Just like looking at all the different fucking band shirts, and then we would walk to Spencer's and like laugh at all the dildos, and then we would like get coffee. I was not allowed was, to like, go the to only Spencer's. place we could like go to a coffee shop because that was before we had like a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So we would like be preteens drinking fucking your, your ice orange coffee Julius. From, from Gloria Jeans. Okay. Thank you. That's your answer. And then uh, that would be about it. That's all we did. 
Wow. And then you would like, you would sit on the benches and you'd like see people from school walking by and like, amazing. you'd say hi. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like about it. We went to malls on birthdays. It was like, you yeah. were going to go to the mall and you were going to go to Bath and Body Works and like walk around and do a little shopping and then you'd go to the movie theater. Yeah. But like mall was a fun like special trip not just like oh it's the weekend we're gonna go to the mall because it was in columbia it was either 40 minutes away or it was in st louis or st charles so like 40 or 50 like you had to drive Uh, either way (laughs) so we had there's like a bigger mall Mm -hmm. that's like further west Mm -hmm. from where Juliet is the like fox valley mall Uh and that was the mall that you got to go to like during christmas time because like it was big and like there was tons of stores so like you would get to go there for special occasions okay come through fox valley fans 30 minute drive away (laughs) i love that when we went when 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 we had to go to the fancy stores we'd go to the galleria in st louis and that was like the fancy the galleria galleria. (laughs) she's italian the italian Um, uh, I do think that not growing up with mall culture and not having a mall in my town where I could access it regularly did lead me to believe that the Cheesecake Factory was like the height of fanciness for many years. Yes. Like that's we went to the Cheesecake Factory before prom. It was like, right. we're going to go. It's the fanciest place you could be seen. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't have a cheesecake factory either mm-hmm. in our in our mall. That you had to like go to another like suburb a different, to go better to mall. A different better mall to get to so like I'm fully with you. Yeah. I was like, this is the height this of is luxury. luxury. They serve you ranch in a gravy boat. This is what the gods do. This is Mount Olympus. This is <laughs> and it was probably decorated like Mount Olympus. <laughs> Anyway, this one's pour one out for the Cheesecake Factory. For the Cheesecake Factory. It's probably going to be dead after coronavirus. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Jeremy picks up a girl shirt and runs into two popular girls. I got to say, the gals who play the popular girls on this recording are perfect. Literally (laughs) pitch perfect. The wine, the vocalization is, I I can't. It's beyond. I love it. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then the squip helps him lie like, oh, I was buying this for my I mean, this reminds me of a shirt my girlfriend had and she dumped me because she was cheating on me. Um, I love that she's one of the girls. goes, She's not even French. She just pretends to be for attention. (laughs) (laughs) psychotic i love it part of this um you probably never watched it but Mm -hmm. there was a youtube series uh um of stop motion animation barbie dolls called the prettiest girls in school i did see a couple episodes some of these scenes with the popular kids reminded me of that Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. Um, especially this one because there is a character in that series where uh named saison marguerite who is french and everybody fucking hates her yeah She's not even French. She just pretends to be for attention. It's really good. That tangent was literally nothing. Mitch, cut that out. Um, (laughs) No, I love it and keep it in. Um, (laughs) So the... uh, I think... Oh, I also wanted to say um, there's... I really like that um, from the jump with the squip, they don't hide the fact that he's an antagonist. Yes. That he's like the bad guy of the show. Mm-hmm. Like immediately the first from the first song that he's in, you know that he's like not a good decision. Mm-hmm. 
um, just in like the way that the character is like portrayed and in his, like just in the lines that he has and everything. And I really like that, um, that like, there's never any question of like, is Jeremy going to be betrayed? Because like, you know, it's coming because mm-hmm. the squip is automatically a force for um, like evil, evil, yeah. essentially. Yeah, he's immediately bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it was a really interesting concept of, like, taking that um, man versus um, self, like, narrative idea that we have in, um, like, storytelling and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Because it's essentially, you're essentially taking, instead of having the antagonist be, like, popular kids or something like that, you have it be, like, your own mind, essentially, which is really cool. I think, I don't think we, like, see that a lot in musicals. No, I think it's an interesting concept. I do too. I really like it. And I think it works so well in high school. And obviously that's like the whole theme of the book and the show, right? That it's the voices in your head working against you, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's really, really well done. I, I think I, I liked it. I think it's fun and a cool concept and it's not too, what I like about it is that they kind of just gloss over the technology of it enough that I'm like, yeah, okay. That's yeah. I don't need how it works or how it gets anywhere. Why Mountain Dew activates it who gives a shit it's like yeah it's a little pill in your brain okay right okay yeah i'm i'm on board sure right it's the suspension of disbelief like mm-hmm. it's the reason you can put a bunch of talking cats on stage and we will follow you to the <laughs> and, end of the and earth. it'll run for goddamn 25 years exactly <laughs> um so the girls offer um they're like that's so sad remember when everyone talked in a baby voice that was yes. fun people complain about vocal fry now and like deep voice kardashians but it's way better than the early aughts when everyone was like I love that, actually. Like, talked like a little baby. Horrible. Anyway, <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I'm glad we've moved on. So, uh, right. the squip the squip tells Jeremy that he's got to fucking do what the squip says. And Jeremy's like, okay, I will. Um, and the next day, he goes back to school and um, he, the squip is syncing up with all the other squips children's psyches <laughs> um, yeah. and telling them like essentially harvesting their data ahead of its time and of time. telling jeremy how to <laughs> Mitch, we drop in ahead of my time right there thank you so much um <laughs> the squip is like oh guess what this guy hates his eyebrows make fun of his eyebrows and jeremy does it that kind of stuff um yeah and that's the song Sync Up. And then <laughs> this is so sad. So Christine starts singing about a guy she has a crush on. And we're led to believe that it's going to be Jeremy. And then she's like, it's Jake. <laughs> it's crushing. Frankly crushing. crushing. It's really oh, sad. It's so sad. Because you're like, oh, he's got the squib. He's going to get the girl. It's all going right. to work out. He's feeling confident. He's feeling fierce because he's, you know, got the squib. And then this girl, the crush he loves is like. It's actually the really popular hot guy. Right. Damn it. We were so like, close. Uh, again. <laughs> it's always the hot guys. Right? Um, oh, God. <laughs> if I had a dollar. I'd be rich. I'd be uh, rich. I can pay off my student loans. <laughs> uh, so afterwards, the squip's like, Christine's not going to date you unless you're cool and popular, obviously. Um, so then, but he's like, but you can use the girl who is into you, Brooke, who sounds like Britney Spears sings. Uh, she will definitely be a good stepping stone for you to date before you get to Christine. Um, so that's the song Upgrade, which is also very, these songs are just so, they're fun. I know we 
And no, it's annoying yeah. when we say that, but it is a bop. It's like upbeat and peppy and none of them are real downers or ballads, I feel like. I think the closest we get is maybe Michael in the bathroom. Yeah. To a ballad. And that's even fun and really plinky and like poppy and peppy, I think. Yeah. I it, I think that like, again, it, I think it goes back to like how weird and how this show just kind of leans into the stupidity of high school as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to be like an earnest portrayal, like something like Dear Evan Hansen. I saw yeah. in a lot of the reviews I was reading that it, get, it got compared to Dear Evan Hansen. And the guy mm-hmm. who originated Jeremy mm-hmm. was um, a character in Dear Evan Hansen. I think he oh, played wild. Jared. Okay. And like when you compare the two shows, they're almost similar because they're talking about like technology and like outcast perils of like being social, an outcast yeah. and like trying to like become popular by using technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they're such disparate stories because Dear Evan Hansen is being such a like a deep and like earnest portrayal of like the pain of being an outcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas this show is like, yeah, you're an outcast, but like also everyone, everyone's an outcast in high school. Like everyone right. feels that way or whatever. Yeah. It feels very like it's a more humorous take on yes, still dealing with social anxiety and still dealing with like the hierarchy of high school in a way that doesn't feel like it's um, totally ignoring it. Uh, but, right. but it's not as, capital E emotion as Dear Evan Hansen. Correct. For sure. So as they're singing Upgrade, Jeremy asks the squib to turn itself off for a few minutes. And then Jeremy's like, oh, what's up, Michael? And Michael's like, what the fuck, man? You've been ignoring me all day. (laughs) And we find out that the squib has the ability to block people from Jeremy's vision um, because they're not cool enough. Like you can't talk. Don't talk to them. Don't even look at them. They're not cool enough for you. Don't even look at me. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, so your choices, I can keep the optic thing on, the optic filter on, or I can turn it off. What do you want? He's like, turn it on, baby, which is brutal. So sad. It's rude. It's honestly rude. He's honestly just like, fuck you, Michael. I'm out. Yeah. Loser game, and like, whatever. It's a, when, uh, for, apparently, I sure that it pops up a little bit more in the show but um michael is coded as being kind of queer mm-hmm. and like maybe being in love with jeremy yeah. so like when you add layer into it oh cutting heartbreaking so sad um wrenching okay so that is the act break loser geek whatever so let's take a quick yeah. break and we'll be right back We're back from our break. <laughs> um, we were and, talking about uh, about mall culture on our break. We how just, we all used to uh, our own experiences with mall culture, which devolved into early two thousands music. <laughs> yeah, um, and I can't believe we didn't get it on the fucking record that Midge set. So we were listening to Cake, and Midge, I said it sounds kind of like ska. Connor says it's not ska, and I said it sounds kind of like ska, and Midge said it's not ska. It just has a horn section, which <laughs> I can't. We also talked about Jet and Franz Ferdinand, and that's two thousand four culture. It's it's very sad that we did not have the mics running. I'm not during I'm, that fire. I'm I'll never that was forget amazing myself. Patreon content. <laughs> Devoid of all context. It's going to be perfect for Patreon. 
to Patreon, yes. people will love this. We're going to start having the uh, producers cut. Uh, that's what you can get on Patreon. Yeah. Is Mitch the unedited fucking file. Mitch does nothing to it. <laughs> you also get to hear us. You also yeah. get to hear the things that we actually do cut out of the yeah, episode. Exactly. Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's just us watching TikTok videos lightly in the background. And it's yeah. it's a fucking grab bag, okay? It could be you never five know what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's five dollars a month. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. I, now I will say I did watch Act Two because I knew Michael in the bathroom was gonna be in Act Two. Right. So I watched that on the <clears throat> leg. I really like talk. This show is really good at opening its acts. Like, yes. Um, More than survive is a great opening number for the entire show, and mm-hmm. then Halloween fun is as hell. So fucking fun, and it kind of gave me um like almost Carrie vibes yeah. with like Night We're Never Gonna Forget mm-hmm. or like something like that. Um. Carrie Where, vibes, yes. I thought the same yeah. thing in some of the girl songs. I was like, oh, this is like, it's, um, what's her fucking's name, World? Uh, World According to Chris. World According to Chris. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. the same, like, vibe, funny, high school shit. Yes, right. Carrie vibes for sure. Absolutely. And um, I just, the Halloween song, like, they talk, they, they do, like, the whole, like, uh, Mean Girls bit of wear lingerie, but, like, make it, um, like, an animal or that kind of thing. Yes. But they do it, like, differently and then there's this whole thing with this one girl i think she's dressed like a baby and they keep like making jokes about like she like takes takes jeremy away from the party and is like hey like do you want to fuck or like pretend to fuck and then she starts singing about like do you want to get inside my diaper and i was (laughs) fucking cackling it's so fun i'm a very sexy baby i'm a sexy baby (laughs) um i love the halloween song it's so silly it's so fun it's a party with a bunch of kids getting drunk. So everyone's yeah. making out with the wrong person and everyone is catching them in the act and then crying on the stairs. Yes. They're like, are you still mad at me because I made out with this guy? And she's like, no, uh, I guess I'm not anymore. And then she was like, okay, do you remember the rest of the party? And then the other popular girl's like, no, I was outside crying yes. the entire night. <laughs> I was like, wow, stabbed in the fucking heart. <laughs> um, I mean, I did that was not my uh, scene in high school but I respect it and um I don't know how to describe it there was not like hopping to to and fro among partners to yeah. make out it was like long-term relationships in my high school I feel like sure sure mostly sometimes it would be like oh we got drunk in a basement and we weren't dating but it wasn't like a party where I was like making out with two different people it was like right it was like you go to the party and then you're there with your significant other and everybody has been with the same person for at least a year <laughs> and there's yeah. no nobody's gonna get wild um i totally feel that but maybe i just didn't go to the cool parties and that's very much a possibility that's very true <laughs> um so then this this might be my second favorite song of the show uh okay do you want to hang yeah because it's so stupid the vocal effect is incredible it's like operating on every fucking level for me it's so stupid i love it she sings Uh like britney spears it's so good it's the perfect it it's pitch perfect all of it i love it do you want to hang i love it it's so good right um and that's uh brooke and jeremy trying to hook up right oh no sorry chloe chloe who is seducing jeremy away from brooke right and once and is wearing a diaper. Yes. Uh, and then she asks him to drink 
and it makes a squip malfunction, mm-hmm. which is a problem. Um, so running away, uh, he and then he gets caught like fake fucking Chloe. It's weird. Um, right. by With Jake Brooke, and Brooke's heart. Yes, and breaks Brooke's heart. Um, and R.I.P. to Brooke. Uh, so Brooke. so Jeremy runs away and runs into the bathroom, and um, he finds Michael. Now, did you watch this part on YouTube? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, you simply run, don't walk. Um, you okay. simply must. He is in. So they push a bathtub out on stage. Amazing. Jeremy runs in. He's in a ghillie suit that's covered in beers. <laughs> like beer cans and other party yes. detritus and he's laying down in the bathtub in this full like <laughs> suit of beers as camouflage i love that hiding in the bathtub it's it's so fucking funny it made me laugh so hard and there's this bit up top where jeremy's like you weren't invited to this party he's like yeah i know that's why i'm hiding here like in his fucking <laughs> camouflage outfit it's so <laughs> funny it makes me laugh so if you gotta watch it just it's really good um okay and then we get to the song that i can't shut the fuck up about um michael in the bathroom they get into a big fight that's what precedes this song um jeremy and michael get into a fight and he's like uh michael tries to convince jeremy to get rid of the squip he's like it made my friend go crazy or a friend of a friend go like lose his mind you gotta get rid of it and jeremy's like fuck you you just don't want me to be cool and kind of like says he doesn't give a, a shit about Michael anymore. So then Michael in the bathroom is just like, who who amongst us hasn't been Michael in the bathroom? Thank you. I was going to say this song like completely captures the feeling of like being alone at a party that maybe you don't know a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And like your friend is hanging out with them more than he's hanging out with you. And you're just kind of like, there's too much going on. So you like step into the bathroom yes. and you're like, wow, I am deeply sad in this moment, but also I'm deeply drunk yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I really want to leave, but I can't yes. because he drove us here. I like physically. This, this, <laughs> that song captures that feeling so fucking well. Yeah, yeah. It's really, <laughs> just the line where he's like, I, I'm in here because I don't want to pretend to look at a text on my phone or listen yes. to the song that's playing or whatever. I was like, wow, I feel exposed. <laughs> right? We have all, like you said, we have all met Michael in the bathroom at some point in our lives. We all have. We've all been strung along to a party where we did not want to be there. And our friend right. was like doing it under a pretext of hooking up with someone else. And I'm just, I'm simply not the type of person who's outgoing enough to walk up to strangers and be like, right. What the fuck is up? I'm MK. Let's party. <laughs> like, I, that is just not who I am. Exactly. So I, yeah, I feel the Michael in the bathroom and it's just like an earworm. It's it's really it really is and george salazar works for me has such a fucking good voice (laughs) he sells this song so well beautiful he's a really pretty tone to his voice it's hard to uh for me to explain why i like it but i really do um and then jeremy uh talks to christine without the squip and asks her out um but christine who has broken up with jake and is like sad about being broken up says no um, and that is a guy that I'd kind of be into reprise. So then now this part, this part's not in the soundtrack, I don't think. Uh, meanwhile, Rich goes around the party frantically asking people for Mountain Dew Red. Right. <laughs> um, uh, which is unexplained until later. Um, Jeremy Squip reactivates and then 
makes Jeremy leave the party. Uh, Rich is alone and desperate, talks to a squip and squip and then sets the house on fire. Yes. We are. This information is revealed to us. If you're just listening to the soundtrack, right? right. None of that no, is on the you soundtrack. You only get that in the smartphone hour, which, which is revealed to us in the what's the story morning glory of this musical, yes. the smartphone hour. <laughs> literally, it's literally a reprise of the telephone hour from Bye Bye Birdie. From Bye Bye Birdie. I it's love it. perfect. It's so good. Um, and it's just them texting, talking to each other, filling each other in, in yeah, on the hot goss of absolutely. the night before. Um, I, he shouldn't smoke. He shouldn't be so high for such yeah. a little guy. I cried. Um, and just the drama with which the person who plays, I believe it's Jenna, goes around and says, like, he wasn't he wasn't drinking he right. wasn't fucked up <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god uh we stand in solidarity with you rich <laughs> <laughs> uh jake has broken both of his legs jumping out the window to escape which we also learned through texting and tweeting smartphone hour rich set a fire such a good reference, honestly. It really is. And probably uh, lost on people, a lot of people. Um, lost on the children. Lost on the children. But like still so funny. I love the updated version of the telephone game. And Me too. it it yeah. works really well with like, especially because at the end of this song, they like go through like he set the fire because he thought he was gay or like he set the fire because he was moving to <laughs> yeah. Shanghai or something like that. Like they go through all the different yeah. versions of the story. And it's it's really funny. It adds a lot to the humor of this person losing their fucking mind. Losing their, literally losing their mind. Um, so then everybody's getting ready for the play. Jeremy's unhappy about the fucking squip and the squip's like, it's your fault for not listening to me. And if you would all just listen to me, then we could control your lives and you would have perfect right. happy lives. Um, which is the song The Pitiful Children, which I also loved. A great oh, it was villain a great, song. Yeah, I really liked that. It's like angsty and dark and stormy yeah. and fun and evil. Like, I liked Absolutely. it. It's dumb, but it's it's villainous in a Disney way, like, yeah, if that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I totally get what you mean. It's like poor unfortunate souls vibes. Yeah. Um, and also it's important to note that Jeremy finds a box full of squips in Rich's locker, which he then pours into a beaker of Mountain Dew. Right. As we all and who amongst us didn't have an Erlen Meyer flask of Mountain Dew just chilling in their locker. We were always ready to go, and usually <laughs> there was like maybe some gummy bears soaking in there yeah. as well to add to the sugar yeah. content. I was always ready to pipette some uh Baja blast into my little There you go. Throat. A little pipette. Just a few little droppies in between classes. <laughs> exactly. Just to get me through the day. Uh, so then Jeremy goes home and tells his dad to fuck off, basically, and yeah. put on some pants. Uh, and then Mr. Here's like, hmm, maybe something's not quite right with Jer. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy did speak in class today, if you know what I mean. Thank you, Mitch. I did that. I didn't get that. I knew it was really just for Mitch. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping he'd drop okay. it in. You're absolutely gonna get oh dear away is I think you should just use us singing it. Um anyway. Yeah. So Mr. Here's like something is wrong. You know, Miss Clavel's over to Michael House. Something is not right, something right. Uh, is amiss. And uh tells Mr. Here, Michael's like, I'm still going to be Jeremy's friend. Don't worry. You've got to put on some pants and be a better dad. Right. 
<laughs> and that's too much to ask of a child, I think. We need to have we need to stop having the children be the mature like the mature moral center <laughs> exactly. of shows. If we learned if we learned anything from the yes. prom, we need to stop this yes. trend. Um the squip so then it's like during the play, so we're mid midsummer night's dream. And Christine's like, what the fuck? Do you have a squip? And he's like, oh, shit, maybe this wasn't a good idea. But the squip is already taking over the other kids. Um, And he's like, we're going to take over the whole student body. We're going to make your life good. Um, And we're going to take over the world. And then Jeremy comes to a realization. Mountain Dew activates the squip while Mountain Dew Red deactivates it. It's so this is the plot point that really threw off the heart. (laughs) <laughs> Our friend of the pod who DM'd about how much they hated this, they were like, how? How is Mountain Dew Red a plot point on a Broadway musical? And to that, I say, I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I think we need more plot it's points. It's dumb in as musicals. hell. That's and I think it's so fucking cool. funny. <laughs> Because I do, I do think that the Mountain Dew aspect is weird, but like I imagine that that is in the book. I tried so to like, down, I tried to borrow it from the library and read, but I couldn't read fast enough um, to get to that. <laughs> what I love about it, if it isn't in the book, is that Mountain Dew yeah. to me is such a high school drink. Absolutely. That it like just tracks to, of course, like Mountain Dew is the key to all of this. It's so stupid. But this, I find that this whole musical knows how stupid it is and right. is just leaning into that. And th- I, it works. I cannot explain it. It works for me. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That there's a Mountain Dew red key to unlock all of this, <laughs> all their brains. Also, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it on record. This musical uh, I did not know that Mountain Dew Code Red was discontinued until I listened to the soundtrack Correct. today. <laughs> you were like, I grew out of it. I left Mountain Dew Code Red behind. It didn't leave me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's like a fun callback to the geeky. Like, yeah, most kids wouldn't right. have that, but it helps to have a friend who loves 90s sodas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think, again, it like you said, it goes back to that. It, it goes back into like leaning into the whole stupidity of it. Yeah. Like, I, like just watching the few numbers of the show that I did, the show, like even in the scenes outside of the numbers, feels very heightened. Yeah, it's very um, stylized. It's like everything in it is very specific. So it just makes sense that you would have the entire plot hinge on something as yes. stupid as Mountain Dew. So Red, stupid, like you said. It's so stupid. I love it. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it does track, and I don't think that. If you're if you're going into it with some idea that this is like the next Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> I can understand how that yes. might be disappointing. <laughs> yes. But if you go into it with a completely blank slate, yeah, and you're just expecting it to be stupid, yeah. then you're not disappointed. <laughs> I was truly delighted. I don't know why, because it does not read as a thing that I would think was funny. But I really, right. I really loved it. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's just the fact that we our brains have been pickled for so long in yes. quarantine. Now that we is are true. Star- Mm-hmm. for truly dumb any like, content any content yeah. that like we're truly just giving the show tons of passes yes it also <laughs> feels very um like random culture yeah it feels like ah, random skittles eh. <laughs> unicorn <laughs> do you remember the stupid skittles commercials it was like i'm a unicorn oh, yeah. with a gnome head and it's like i don't know it feels very yeah. that too 
Absolutely. Um, okay. Very 2004. <laughs> very 2004. So then um, Michael appears from the audience with a bottle of Mountain Dew Red, gives it to Jeremy after he makes him say sorry. Okay. Um, but then Jake's, or sorry, yeah, then a, a squipped Jake dumps most of it out. Jeremy and Michael try and fight off the students, it's, which is a callback to two-player game. Right. I think fighting their zombies in the cafetorium. Uh, and then... Then we find out that Christine has been squipped and she tells Jeremy that she loves him and she'll do anything for him and she'll be his girlfriend or whatever. And he's like, not like this, Christine. Uh, <laughs> and um, oh, yeah, she's like, I'll do whatever you want. And so he tells her to drink the last of the Red Mountain Dew, which causes a chain reaction that destroys the rest of the squips in the song, The Play. Jeremy wakes up in the hospital, sharing a room with Rich, who comes out as bi, uh, Michael visits Jeremy and the two reconcile and Mr. Here wearing pants visits Jeremy as well saying, I promise to be a better dad. Okay. Um, surrounded by his friends and family, Jeremy realizes there will always be outside influences, but he needs to learn to make up his own mind instead. He asks Christine out again and this time she accepts and kisses him. Uh, the squip reveals itself to still be alive, weakly taunting Jeremy from inside his head, but Jeremy ignores it, happily proclaiming that... Uh, quote, of all the voices in my head, the loudest one is mine in a song that can only be described as like a Mumford and Sons stomp clap knockoff. Yes, absolutely. I, I didn't need that. I will say that was probably the only song on the album that I didn't care for. I was like, all right, this feels out of out of like out of sequence with the rest of it. Yeah, it was a bit heavy handed yeah. in terms of like what it was trying to say. And I I think it could have been done handled differently yeah it was um, very all the who's down in whoville joined hands yeah. and sang yahoo dory you know what i mean i also am gonna say that um i'm sure that he probably plays a little bit bigger of a role but as far as i can tell i don't feel like you need the dad as much like the dad doesn't really do it no so like why does he have a song he realizes like i guess it's it feels very uh 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 like He's just comic relief, but I don't think you need it. No, because like you have so much like heightened reality with all the high school bullshit mm -hmm. that you don't really need like the dad to come in and be the comic relief. A little Nickelodeon dad who doesn't wear pants. Like, I yeah. don't need that. Uh, right. Like, I would rather have it be a situation where it's like handled like the parents from Heather's where yeah. they're on maybe like one scene they're really not that important they're just kind of like in the background right like yeah these kids are supervised at some point and right. now we don't really need them anymore um yeah. i yeah i don't love that his dad is like the one who realize or like sees that his behavior is fucked up and realizes something yeah. is wrong like i don't think you need any of that i think you can just have you could i think you could make it happen in a different way absolutely Anyway, yeah. So I would say it's a bummer that that's the note that it ends on because it. I do think it's the weakest one of the Agreed. of the show. But that doesn't make me love the show any less. I'm just like, oh, I'll just skip the end. I know what happens. I don't need them all to go. We right. learned a lesson. Right. Like that's I don't care. It feels very after school special. <laughs> yeah, and here is yeah. a lesson that we learned. Be true to yourself. <laughs> true to your heart. All right, let's get the Disney teens right. in here. Any last thoughts before we man and cheer? No, I think that I think we've hit them all on yeah. the head. Hit, hit me, come man and cheer this for me. I really enjoyed this show. Again, going into it with absolutely no expectations and um, uh, not really knowing much about like the story or um, much of anything other than Michael in the bathroom, I was delighted. Mm -hmm. I had a really good time listening to it again it's stupid it doesn't try to like 
be too earnest mm-hmm. or like be too preachy until the very end. Mm-hmm. And I think that it works mm-hmm. for what it's doing. Um, and I would really like to watch the um, rest of the video mm-hmm. online to like see how it looks on its feet because yes. maybe my um, opinion will change. Uh-huh. But from what I saw, like from like the promo videos that I watched and a couple of the other um, videos and numbers that I watched on the <clears throat> leg, um, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought that they like, they stylized it really well. And um, uh, I understand why people didn't like it. Yes. Like I get why. like hundred percent how it could seem very grating or like how it could feel um, like too loud almost. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. It was like uh, Ben Brantley was like, it's a lot of high energy moments and high decibels, which is uh, confused for emotional like depth. Yes. And I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily what the show is going for. I think you were just drunk and you missed the point. <laughs> yeah. Now, are we talking about Moulin Rouge or are we talking about Be More Chill? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, but that's I enjoyed it. Uh, Meryl, man, fair. I also really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, I can see how people wouldn't like it. I am surprised that I liked it. I really was. Yeah, I like, am too, actually. The more I listened to it, the the more songs I got through, the more I was like, oh fuck, I think I like this musical. And I just was not. Again, it was such a flop, and it doesn't seem like anything yeah. I would like at all i could not believe that i liked it but i'm really i same as you connor i've been listening to this cast album like on repeat i'm really really liking it right um i feel like michael in the bathroom's going on my shower playlist like it's really good i love it oh yeah um it's been a while since we've had a a contender and (laughs) truly another entry into the into the uh, bathroom uh, playlist. Yeah. (laughs) Just really fun and stupid. And I I don't know why this works for me and six didn't, because I think they're similar in terms of being blown up on the internet and having like Stan culture really propel them to, to be on Broadway, I think. Yeah. Um, And I, I really couldn't tell you, I don't know why six doesn't work for me. And same with the prom, you know, it's this, it's a sort of a similar idea where it's high school and, and tongue in cheek and, I don't know, but I, I really like to be more chill and I am excited to watch the <clears throat> leg and, and, you know, get to see it uh full blown. And honestly, if they do a sit down in Chicago, I'll fucking go. Hell yeah. I'll get tickets. I don't care. Chicago. That's not hell. I might go to London after this. I'm traveling the world. I'm, do, I'm doing full Australian, taking a gap year and traveling across the world. Cause I, I can't, I can't look at this apartment for one more minute <laughs> I, I will scream I hear you um, I hear you so much Connor anything to plug no as usual you can find me across all platforms uh at theorelia12 I'm on Twitter TikTok Instagram um you'll find my funny videos and writing there whenever I post them how about you Mayor? I love it uh nothing for me you can find this podcast bits at bits over bway you can email us bits over bway at gmail.com we are everywhere you can find podcasts spotify stitcher google play apple podcasts soundcloud and you can also follow us on patreon uh and maybe you'll even get uh, an extended cut of this episode (laughs) our only patreon content full like full mall content um That is it. Bye. Bye. 
man, that sucks, bro. <laughs> nice shot. Fuck, man. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really fucking sorry, bro. <laughs> that fucking blows, dude. That fucking blows, dude. Do you want to get stoned? That's not pimp. <laughs> not pimp. <laughs>